Welcome to PRT. That's short for Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, also known as Wolf. And I'm with my co-host, Tony. Uh, he likes to go by... Uh, likes to. It's just what it is. I'm trying to... It's Mushu. It's just, just what it is. Mushu. Yes, he likes to call himself Mushu. No, no one else is calling him that, folks, but he calls himself that, so you guys can uh, decide if you want to call him hey, that. Hey, that's not true, all right? When I'm by myself, some of the voices in my head tell me, like, oh, Mushu. Didn't you like, call yourself Hawk in high school for, like, a week or something like that? No, I've never done that. That's like, I thought your sister said something. You had some weird nickname you gave yourself for, like, a week, and nobody else called you that. Mm. Like, you were into skating. Because remember, you used to carry a skateboard around, but you never played with it. You just carried it around. Yeah, because it was a busted-up skateboard. <laughs> I would skate the other boards but <laughs> my, uh, when I go to high school, but I would just walk around with that one. It was because one of the wheels was janky and I could never like, skate it. I felt really I bad. Wanna, I wanted to get you a skateboard, but I, then I was told not to. I would have loved that because I was walking around with a tape deck, basically. So instead, I bought him telescopes and microscopes and all yeah. kinds of other scientific stuff that he never did anything with. We played with the telescope one night. Now, do you remember that night? Mm -hmm. And those wolves or whatever it was started howling. Yeah, we were They weren't at coyotes. The, and I don't yeah. know what that was. It yeah. was creepy. Uh, but you, Zane, and night. Anthony were just too busy looking at the stars. You didn't even care that Dogman was out there screeching in the woods. Yeah, but, <clears throat> you know. We were out the overlook. Uh, folks, DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. That's my email address. Send me your crazy stories. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com and PRTPodcast.com. That's our uh, website. website yeah. We have artwork up there. You can look at the archives, all of our shows. What else merch we got? Style, Merchandise. Merch store, you can yeah. buy you something. Buy yourself something nice. That's right. From us. Actually, from you, from you, but, you know, from us a yeah, little bit. Buy yourself something nice. So what, what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to get into that in a minute, but first I wanted to remind everyone uh, – to go and join Paranormal Roundtable group that we're in because you can stay up to breast on a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah, like, it's also where we do a raffle. Yeah, we do a raffle. We are going to be giving away an autographed book, um, another Linda Godfrey book. So if anybody wants to uh, get in on the raffle, you will go to the post that we make about the show on Paranormal Roundtable and leave a comment. Yep. And a, and uh, maybe and just say like your favorite part, or you know, an maybe. impartial third party will pick someone. Yep. So that being said, just go and do that on Facebook. Let us know. Also, and, check out the page too. I mean, let's not forget that show the page some love. It's a different yes. Entity the page from the group. Paranormal Roundtable. Please go yeah. and like the page. We need help getting some likes on that page. Please show some love on that. Yeah. We and, appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. So tonight we're going to talk, we're going to jump around a little bit. We're going to talk about some stuff. I'm going to start off with a uh, a little uh, reading a uh, an email. I get a lot of sh emails, folks. I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of messages. And, but one of the things is the emails are, are small sometimes. I'll get a really small, you know, and I'll think, man, it's an interesting story, but it's not really enough to make a huge story. Um you know, because you really can't make a really big story unless you talk to the people. And but I got I got one here, and I don't have permission at this point to say her name on there. Like, so I'm not going to use the name. I usually just leave everybody anonymous, just because it's you know, safer. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. just safer. And you know, but uh, I got this email, and it says here. In relation to episode 13, I just wanted to let you know that entities can grow in size over time. My adopted sister grew up with an entity that used to sleep on the bed with her every night. It started off the size of an adult rabbit and grew over the years to the size of a large dog. It had opposable thumbs. It attacked her one night when she had had enough of it and told it to get lost. It stopped when she apologized. Anyways, that is just one story of a multitude that happened to her. And I've also had my fair share of paranormal experiences all through my life as well. So, that's crazy. I mean, I mean and, and she goes on to talk about, you know, some other stuff. But I'm going to try and get in touch with this person and find out their, what the stories that have happened to them. We may hear from her again. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, not, I 100% believe that. I mean, because the, the, when you feed on something, it has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So what if you know if this entity was a obviously malicious one because of the fact that it attacked her um was feeding off her for some reason then yeah I could see it growing in size and actually you know becoming more either um powerful or you know just is able to affect more 
from the fact that, you know, she's from what she said it was a young age that it was sleeping with her all the way up until, you know, many years down the road. That's a lot to be feeding off for whatever it was eating. Well, Chief talked about when he lived in, in the house in South Austin with, with, with us that he thought that the entity that was jumping in and out of the mirror uh, from episode two, and then, of course, we talk about it when, with the episodes where Chief comes on and we talk. Yeah, the little that, thing. Mm-hmm, that it was growing, that he thought it would grow. That's weird. I mean, I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> pretty creepy, the, dude. Especially with you guys, though. Were you guys, like, scared, ever scared of it? or was it? More I ran just, into it in the hallway. Was it, like, a creeped out or more, like, scared? Cause with both at different times. Oh, really? I mean, like I was there alone by myself one time and I just, I was in the corner of my eye. And then one day, the first time I ever saw it dead on, I saw it with like, I looked right at it and it was just like, it leapt out of the, I saw it, but the way it, it was leaping into the mirror and it was like racing down the hallway. Like I just saw like it come into the doorway where you could see into the hallway, you know, from the den Yeah, and it jumped into the mirror and I was like, Wow. And I was by myself in the house, and it scared me. No, yeah, you're by yourself. That makes sense. You know? I, I took a video of myself with snot bubbles coming out of my nose. I was like, <laughs> I'm so scared right now. <laughs> is it like that uh, video okay, right, of that me. person be like, leave Brittany alone? They're like in a bed sheet. <laughs> no. That was, uh, you. That was, was you. I just tried to play it off. You know, like I told I told Diablo and Squid when they came home, I was like, yeah, I saw this thing jump out of the mirror. That was no big deal. When really I was hiding in my freaking closet underneath stuffed animals. Just kidding. That wasn't me. Uh, no, nah, I just, it freaked me out, dude, for real. I got another one for you I wanted to read. This one is, uh, man, I don't even know if I could pronounce the person's name, name anyway. But a very interesting name. It says, I have a very scary memory, at least to me. I wanted to share with you. I only want to share what I saw and thought thought I remember. I was lying in bed with my younger sister. We were at a babysitter's house. I was on the left side of the bed, and my sister was on the right. The room was dim, like a nightlight was on, but still dark. My left hand and arm were under the pillow that my head was laying on. I was holding hands, but I remember thinking, whose hand am I holding? As I held up my, my, hand, my right hand up in the air and looked at it, I woke up my sister and asked her, am I holding your hand? She said, no. And I was instantly scared. I pulled my hand, left hand out from under the pillow fast and picked up the pillow. All I saw was the outline of the mattress with a white sheet covering it, the bed frame and the wall. So, and then they, they, she, they go on to tell a little bit more, but it's not necessarily uh, the story. It's just, she, she, she called her mom. Uh, anyways, what do you think of that? It sounds like a very lonely ghost. I mean, that, that that's creepy though. Can you imagine that coming? You know, I actually can't because like, I can't even imagine what I would do in a situation where, you know, I'm holding on to someone's hand and all. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre to be like because it's one of those things where it's like it's a, it's a, it's a uh, fake out. Mm-hmm. You know, where like you believe something. So like, oh, this is you know this is what it is. Uh, uh, this is you know my sister's hand, and she's like, oh no, that's not my hand. You're like, oh. Then like that petrified fear is like, oh, what the <laughs> heck is this then? And that's creepy. Mm-hmm. My mom used to tell me that she would always feel like somebody would sit on the bed, like in her room. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the house she used to live in off of Schofield uh, over here in Austin, I remember uh, I had a little office there in her in her house. And I would keep my computer and I would do a lot of work. And she had an office and it was, she used the office and so did I, but she had an office and I would share it with her. And sometimes I would take a nap, and I didn't like – she had a spare bedroom, but I didn't like that spare bedroom. I didn't like that room. It was just – it creeped me out. I stayed in there a few times, and it just it, – it bugged me out. So she would always be at work during the day. She was a workaholic, and she would go in at like 7 in the morning and get off at like 7 at night every day. She was an office manager for a big company at that time. And sometimes I'd go, and I'd crash out in her room because she was at work. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't like sleeping. She'd be like, "Did you sleep in my bed?" No, of course not, Mom. Why would I go sleep in your bed? Yeah, no, like, spare. She had a really nice, very big, comfortable, uh, awesome, comfortable bed, and so I would go in there. And Sweet Pea, our now deceased Chihuahua that died Rest back last summer, poor little girl. She was a she was my little baby, and she'd jump in the bed with me, and she'd lay there, and sometimes she'd start shaking and like she was whimpering, like she was having a nightmare. 
and I would wake up and, and I would feel like something was getting off of the bed and then Sweet Pea would wake up. Like I didn't feel it getting on the bed. But I felt like pressure coming like the something was the mat yeah, yeah, the mattress. Anthony, you remember that that house, right? And then that way the bathroom. She had that big, big bathroom. And sometimes when I would go in there and take a shower, I would hear footsteps. And my mom would tell me because she lived alone and she would get creeped out and she had a big house and she would be like, Do you ever hear anything in here? And I'd be like, Nope. Your mom didn't I didn't want to freak her out. Your mom didn't get nightmares though? Uh she did. Yeah. She had a few weird things that happened there. I, I saw a weird shadow one time in front of the garage um, that was really weird. But I've seen lots of weird stuff in my life. You know, it's spiritually weird stuff, and I can't explain. I think you're attuned to it, man, because I've yeah, noticed. definitely. You know, even at my old house, like, you, you saw stuff, like, a lot, and you were like, oh. What, what, well, what? if it's around, I can feel it. Yeah. I mean, it's there, I know. I and mean, you mention it, and, like, you know, and then I'll try to pay attention to it, but then it's like, I, I, I could just tell that you were more spiritually attuned than I was. Mm-hmm. Your mom and, is too. Yeah, my like mom. Your mom told told me too. She's like, "You see it, right?" And I was like, "I would see things." I've always been like that. I remember I, I took a shower in your in your mom and stepdad's bathroom one time. We were getting ready to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how old you were, but I remember I took a shower in there one time, and I felt like this cold gust of wind go through the like the the whatever you know. And your mom said it was just like it just passing through. <laughs> She told me, I was like, because I came out and I told Chad, your stepdad, and I told Dal, your mom, I was like, there's something weird that just went through that bedroom and into the bathroom. I felt like a cold chill, and your mom was like, it's just passing through. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and your dad was just shaking his head, and I was like, oh, okay, well. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, there was weird stuff in that house. You saw weird stuff in that house. And that is how my mom speaks. You know, she she um, has a very thick accent. Mm-hmm. But it's, she's been here for a long time. So, I mean, she can speak English well. It's just she can't get rid of that accent. Yeah. Whenever I tease her, she always says, my English better than your Vietnamese. And I'm no, like, no well, I'm not planning on going to Vietnam anytime yeah. soon. But if I do. She tells me the same thing all the time. <laughs> like, oh, I man. still think it's funny when you when you start speaking Vietnamese and people look at you like, whoa, that Mexican speak Vietnamese. I, I find it funny when my mom speaks Vietnamese to me. And then, like, I'll speak back to her in English, and people are just looking like, "What? What is going on? What is this weird?" <laughs> and I'm sure, like, a lot of um, American first generation kids, you know, go through the same thing where you, you take up English as your main language, but you're still able to speak it to your mom in a different or your parents in a different language. And um, it's like she understands everything. It's, it's like you know, it's weirdly in tune. Well, um, here, here's here's what's weird. I'll tell you another story. And I got this one along the line of ghosts. It, I guess it's a ghost. This was a high school prom that happened in uh, Tennessee. And they went to a high school prom, and it was in a small town in Tennessee. And they the one of the girls got really distraught, got, got a little drunk, okay, because that happens at proms. And she went into the bathroom. You know how they have the, the proms, like at the auditoriums or whatever. Yeah, a different spot. Yeah, and so they, they went to an, in an auditorium, and they she went to the bathroom, and her friend went to help her. When they went into the bathroom, apparently this friend had been um, messed with by entities her whole life. Like, she had had problems. And she had had uh, abuse. She had suffered abuse at the hands of her stepdad. Than her, or not her, yeah, her stepdad. Well, I guess it would be her mom's boyfriend, whatever. And that later became her stepdad, but she was already grown when they got married. But he was abusive, and so it caused a lot of psychological problems. So the the, the girl that told me this story thought, well, I thought that's what it was. Her friend's name was Misty. She said that I thought it was just she had psychological problems. And so she chalked it up to that. So when she'd go over there, stay the night with her and stuff, weird stuff would happen. Well, w- one of the things that happened when she was staying the night with her was that a poster that was on the wall caught fire, like spontaneously caught fire. Uh, I believe she said it was like some Lita Ford poster or something like that. And like, uh, for folks who don't know, that's like a, a musician from back in the eighties and nineties. Lita Ford was like a, a, the first real, um, female guitarist, I guess. But uh, I think that's what she said it was. It was just some picture on the wall, and it caught fire, and she 
her, there were two other girls that, that were there. They were brushing their teeth or whatever in the bathroom and whatever. And they honestly thought that they had lit it on fire and they didn't. She said, no, I didn't. I saw it literally the corner just catch fire. And it was just weird stuff like that. Like she saw her dog get kicked and like fly up in the air, like the back legs, like, like somebody had kicked it in the hallway. And the whole time all this stuff was going on, they lived in a really old hundred year old house uh, in Tennessee. Uh, and the stepdad was, uh, or what he became the stepdad was a very uh, cruel guy and was mean and was drunk. Was gone a lot out running around and cheating on, on, on his uh, girlfriend or whatever. So he was out carousing and th- they would have fun there as long as he wasn't around. But then he'd come around and he'd start acting weird and talking to the girls and stuff. And then they didn't want to be around him. But uh, he was out of town or something for a few days, so they had gone over there to stay with the mom and the daughter for the weekend because they were afraid in the house. So anyway, she ends up having like practically a nervous breakdown at prom. The guy that she was with uh, left with another girl at the prom. So that that compounded her misery and whatever. So she, she took uh, this girl, Misty, into the uh, bathroom. She walked in with her. And she says that that when she did, the lights started to flicker and go dim. And Misty started like going into a rage and screaming at the mirror and screaming, this is all your fault. This is all your fault. And she said that while she did, the mirror turned like a smoky black, like it began to smoke and then like like turn a sm- like it was smoking over. Yeah, like fading. Yeah. yeah. And and then she saw this figure appear that looked like an old crone. And that gradually its its head began to 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 go backwards and develop horns, almost like goat like horns coming off of a, a witch. And she said it was the scariest thing she ever saw, and she just like stood there in shock and like ran out, and barely spoke to her friend that that friend again. Like over the years, her friend I guess worked at the Walmart or whatever, so she went up there every now and then, and she'd see her and say hi and whatever, and they never talked about it again ever. So. That's crazy. That was a crazy story that was sent to me. And so what do you make of that? Very, very, very scary stuff. And unfortunate, man. It just sucks that, you know, some of these spirits, you know. They prey on they people. They prey. Yeah. yeah. And it just damages their lives. And they, they become different people because of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of who knows what they could have done if they were able to just, you know, not have to deal with that. Who knows what kind of you know, repercussions and things that these spirits have uh, changed and and like actually done based on them, you know, uh, haunting and you know uh, what is it just da- damaging these poor people. And it sucks that you know she did see it in the end. Like she she finally saw like hey like this is she's actually going through with something. Yeah. And, it, it, I mean, the the story is is uh, scary and it's sad at yeah. the same time. Definitely, yeah. I the only thing I could recommend is you know maybe you said that they were at the the school auditorium or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had my problem at the at a hotel and it was great. Nothing like that happened. So just you know, don't go to prom at your school auditorium. Oh wow! Okay, maybe. so that's the that's the great advice you're going to give people. Yeah, that's my okay. Takeaway. Yeah, that's if you if you have it. a prom and you don't want to see a demonic which turn into a goat man, then you don't go to a auditorium. And a, okay, folks, you heard it. Tony, yeah. has, hey, he's spitting out gems of wisdom. Out, yeah. To those kids out there, right? If you don't want to see goat crone ladies, that's right. And then, mirrors, and then also, you know, let's, while we're at it, let's just, let's just make fun of the kids that, that had the devil monkey experience, you know, exactly. they, were, they were drinking cheap beer and didn't offer them any. You not only were you drinking. Somebody cheap in the beer, comments said that, that they the should have offered them caring. sharing the beer. And it would have, I said, you know what? If you drink, Cheap beer out in the woods, you will be attacked by devil monkeys. Yeah, exactly. That's just the bottom we, we line. Warn them. Like we, we try. <laughs> we warn That's them. what's most important is we try. <clears throat> and the kids in Mason, Texas, what what made them? What what caused them to have um, be attacked by a devil monkey? Live in Mason, Texas, because they were shooting fireworks out the back of the. Yeah, truck. no, I'm just saying they live in Mason, Texas. Just, well, th- this happened outside of Mason, Texas. So what happened? Uh, they're close enough, I guess. They, they they were shooting fireworks, and the devil monkeys wanted them to take them. No, I just think that they were close enough to Mason, Texas, where the wow, it's messed up. You're gonna you're gonna bag on a city now. I'm not well, not just, the city. This guy is just insane. Okay, oh, no, no, you know what? This dude's terrible. I was thinking, what was that place that Chief grew up? Mainer. I was you're talking Mainer. about Mainer. Yeah, now, I was thinking now, of Mainer. 
Now, Chief will tell you that 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 bridge. You know, you go when you go across it all the yeah, time. Will Bar- Will Barger yeah. Bridge, yeah, Will Barger Bridge. Whenever you and you go further to the south, and and there's another little bridge. Speaking of which, I'm going to do uh, some work on the Hoxie Bridge. There's a there's a horseman, a headless horseman, mm. that's said to 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 run around on Hoxie Bridge. Not far from Hoxie Bridge, from where I grew up, there's another bridge called Black Bull Bridge, and I'll tell you a story about that. I told it on Vic show, I believe, um, but but uh, a, a, a friend of mine's uncle, or I'm a friend of mine's uh, dad, who I call uncle, and y'all know him. I'm not going to mention his name on here, but um, he had an experience on that bridge. They call it Black Bull Bridge because sometimes people see a phantom bull on the bridge, and there have been people who have actually swerved off of it, like swerved and hit the rail, trying to avoid this thing. And it just comes up out of the, like, like, and it's a steep drop off down, down into the water below. So the, the bull just comes out like it's coming out from, from the embankment, which is dang near impossible. But it comes off of the embankment and it just stands in the middle of the road and people have like slammed on the brakes and then they've driven right through it. And then others claim that it's on one side of the bridge and they'll slow down and go by and then it'll charge them and it'll actually hit their car. And make like it'll it make indentions yeah. in the car. It's not a real big bridge, but uh, I took Nelly out there, my wife, and and we went over it, and it was broad daylight. But I'm not going out there at night. I'm not crazy. But <laughs> I took her to Goatman Bridge up in North Texas with Anthony. Remember Anthony? We went out there with uh with with her and her sister. You guys had like a little sci-fi trip, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we we went out there to the to the Goatman Bridge, Reno. and and I yelled at Goatman and. and Threatened him and challenged him and threw a glow stick out into the water and nothing happened. Good man, come attack me. <laughs> I don't know. I was watching some show about that goat man bridge and there were these two guys that would go yeah, around. The BuzzFeed one. Is it BuzzFeed? And then I was like watching it and, and the guy was like, uh, F you goat man, I disrespect you. Yeah. <laughs> so I went out there and was like yelling too, you know, but nothing happened. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Goatman's just straight up buster, man. He don't know nothing. Mm. He didn't come out and do nothing. I just I'm not I'm not I'm not challenging you, Goatman. I'm just saying you didn't do nothing that day. Right? I just think that Goatman is like, you know, he doesn't wear his heart in his sleeve and he's like, I'm not gonna be worried about these peasants. I'm a goatman. Yeah, he was just that day he was like, you know what, you're I'm not gonna let your words, your heart hurtful words get in my way of having a good day. I think you probably messed them up for a couple of days. So he was like, Oh man, I should have really attacked you know, them. But not far from there, there was like a bunch of people playing soccer. Which oh. to me is more terrifying than the goat man because I hate that sport and I hate people <laughs> do it around me. I mean, it's just like terrible. I don't know. I just, oh, it's. I never had it. I was always like, I, I, when I, we would be forced to play soccer uh, in PE. Oh god, but you had I, PE. Uh, it was not, I was in athletics. I hated. I, I was in athletics too. But my little friends played soccer when I was a kid, and then they wanted me to join. And I went, and there were boys and girls playing it. And I was like, "You're crazy!" I, I, I refused to get out of the car. My mom started yelling at me to get out and go try out. And I was, like, "I don't want. I don't want to. I'll just wait till little dribblers, which is basketball or baseball or football, come back, and I'll play that." But I'm not gonna. I, I just refused to do it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play with little other girl with little girls. I was like, I wouldn't play with other boys, but not little girls. Like, why are little girls on the team with us? I didn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't get over that. And ladies, it's no disrespect. I was like seven or eight. Okay, I just didn't like, and I didn't like soccer. And no offense to people who like soccer, but it's it's hard to watch because the the people are so tiny on the screen. It's like so far away. It's hard. To, pay attention to what's going on yeah it is i mean i guess it's, people could say the same thing about football but me and you we played football so we know yeah, it. we see we can understand what's going on yeah you can see it but I, the one thing i will say about my time in pe playing soccer especially is like you don't know real joy when you're a goalie and you have like these kids just kicking balls and you're just slapping them away and catching them slapping them it just made me face. feel like an out i was like yeah I, I, I got this i'm just better than you at this you were a receiver in high school right? yeah so i had hands i mean like i, yeah. I could catch these balls and like you know they're pe kids just yep. kicking balls at me i'm balls like this is easy so anyways enough of that enough of, enough of the talk of the glory days of when when tony was a goalie that day in pe <sighs> so <laughs> I wish go we're back getting to off times. we're getting off track here and we're gonna get a whole bunch of horrible comments about how we're talking about other stuff you know, this, i'm gonna take you to the island of hawaii okay guys we're gonna go to hawaii what is it tony what do you want to talk about we're, 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 gonna, this episode has been very chillaxed i've noticed it's very calm really just, can we can we continue with it yeah, though because now mean, you're getting you're, 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 what? you know what okay sal here we go wow uh yeah exactly all right taking get me off track here dude 
All right. So, anyways, what's happening is uh, uh, th- we're, we're, I'm trying to tell a story of that that this guy was a waiter, and he waited on us at a local restaurant here in Austin. And I know Anthony, you remember this, Tony, you might have been there. And uh, he said he lived in Hawaii for years, and he said this happened on the Big Island, and that they were out in the the bush, I guess, and you know, running around doing whatever uh, outside of town, and they were they were walking around. Screaming and yelling and, and having fun and drinking and stuff. And, and he was with several of the native islanders and they were all hanging out. He wasn't a native, whatever. But uh, he lived there for, for, I think he said, 13 years. And they heard something crashing through the brush. And it came right up to the edge of where of the clearing of this trail where they were at. And they all stopped and they turned and they looked and they see this brownish, reddish beast, is the way you could describe it. Uh, with really long arms, it was leaned forward and its arms were super long. It looked like a man, but it was covered with hair and it had abnormally long arms that were reddish brown in color. Anthony, do you remember that? I think you remember that. The waiter told us that. So anyways, this this guy told us this story and he said that it stopped and it had like these, the bottom teeth came up almost like tusks and it had almost like a uh, a snout, but it was almost like a gigantic baboon looking creature. Um, but it wasn't, it, it did not appear as uh, like, like a baboon. Cause he said it, he hundred percent, it was not a baboon. It did not have a tail and it had shorter back legs than it did the, the front arms, almost like a gorilla. But it, it, and then the, and then the snout, he said, looked like a mixture between like at the end of the nose where the nose should have been was almost like a mixture between a hog and a wolf. If you can wrap your mind around that. Okay. And he said that it had really long arms and he said that it was it just sat there and it stared at them and then it like bluff charged them and like literally threw like debris at, at them in their direction. And he said he was with like five or six people and a couple of them fell backwards trying to get away from it. And then they scrambled to their feet and they they ran away. And uh, he said that it was just like a, a terrifying experience and it appeared like it was a physical creature. But he said, as he turned to look back, you know, like like as soon as he he turned, like it should have still been there. It was like gone, almost like it had just vanished. And uh, he said he remembers it like clearly, and it had black eyes, and they had shined the flashlight on it, and and the eyes like it, it squinted its eyes, you know. But he said that the way it disappeared was like, woo, it was gone, which made him kind of give pause and be like, what what was that? Like what is that? You know, um. Haven't got any other reports really from Hawaii as far as like anything that even remotely looks like that. So I don't, I don't know what that was, but, uh, it was, that was a pretty crazy story that was given to me. And the guy was pretty adamant that that that's what he saw. But you haven't heard anything similar to that? No, not, not from Hawaii. I mean, as far as like saying, was there, were there, are there threads where there's something that even looks like that? Yeah. Yeah, I got one, and it's from the Ozarks, and it's a a, a creature that kind of resembles that, but it had like these curled horns, kind of like a like a dog man mixed with the Bigfoot, kind I guess like a gugwe type creature, I guess you would call it, as mm-hmm. they as they're calling it, like a gugwe, and it had like these weird horns, and it was a hunter that was up in the Ozarks and and, and at at the edge of the Ozarks anyway. And he was out hunting and he was getting in his truck and something came out of the bush because he had, he had killed a deer and he thought this thing wants the deer and it had horns. So long arms in the front, same color. The skin was black underneath the arms. Uh, that was the similarity. Uh, didn't report tusks sticking out the bottom of it. Now, the natives that he was with said that, and if anybody's from Hawaii and you're a native and you have any stories about that, you can tell me what this thing was as far as the Hawaii version of it. Um, not confusing it with the uh, one from the Ozarks. One of the Ozarks had horns. The one in Hawaii had tusks. Other than that, the description was very similar. Um, the guy in the, from Hawaii, though, said it didn't have a tail. The guy from the one in the Ozarks said that he saw a tail like kind of moving back and forth around that looked almost like a wolf's tail, like a canine type like bushy tail. and stuff. Yeah, but it had horns. Um, not real big, but he saw horns coming off of it. And, and he said they that curled it, or what? Yeah, or they, they, just, they curled, yeah. Oh. Hmm. But the one in Hawaii, he said that the natives told him that it was a like a night spirit or a demon. 
like a guardian that protected that area that they were walking towards. And the area that they were walking towards was like um, they were getting into area where they weren't supposed to be going. And that's all he told them. Maybe. Maybe it is like a the guardian spirit of this, like of a certain mm-hmm. area. Maybe, you know, there's and the same thing in the Ozark. It's like it's a guardian spirit and of, a, of just a certain area. And it just roams around. Why would it need the deer, though? Uh, no, no, that that wasn't in Hawaii. That one was the one in Ozark. That's what I'm saying. Like the one in the Ozarks. Like, did it? You think that one was a guardian spirit too? Maybe if they're that similar, they'll basically just very similar, similar in height. Now I'll give you the size dimensions of it. They both said that this thing weighed at least five to six hundred pounds. The one in the and the guy in the Ozarks, he actually said four to five hundred pounds. So I'm saying about five hundred pounds, five to six, four to five. If he had to put a number on, that's what they told me. Um, six foot at the at the shoulders on all fours, the one in Hawaii, the one in the Ozarks was about four and a half foot at the shoulders. Um, no, both no. very muscular. Yeah. Did did it grab the the, the deer though? Uh, no, it did not. The back legs were uh, normal as far as like they just went straight back. The one in Hawaii, the one in the Ozarks had uh, just did not get a really good description of the back legs. I asked them if they could have been the. Uh, the the way the dog legs are, yeah, and he said that did not get a good look at that backwards bent or whatever. No, he didn't see it. He said it might have. That's all he told me. Well, I mean, that's the only thing I can think. Of. Well, not really. It's like who really knows? But that would ex- kind of explain this uh, similar appearance in them. Is you know, yeah, guardian spirit, and that's just how they like. Maybe they're summoning something. You know, like maybe it's like what whoever wanted this thing to protect whatever it was protecting maybe they summon it and they both summon it to, from the same spot in different places so that's why they look similar and they just might have different so it was like a sentinel explain that a little more for me like like a sentinel like it was left to like protect something who knows maybe like maybe you know the way back uh either hawaiians or whoever was in ozark at the time was like hey like this is very sp- uh, sacred ground that we like either did something here or we have something here and yeah, why not have something protecting it? Because you're not gonna, always going to be around. Why not like summon the spirit that you could have that would keep away people away from it. Cause you would see it and they would be like, Ooh, I don't want to be near that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just uh, some crazy stories. You know, we did that story on Halloween, a Halloween sh- uh, special we did. And we talked about Detroit and we talked about a demonic dog that would, attack people and appear to rip them apart, but then they would die, but there would be no damage done to them. And they, the autopsies would reveal that they were just killed by a heart attack. Like they, they would stay, they had a heart attack. Yeah, I remember like they, their heart would stop heart, cardiac arrest slash heart attack. Hellhound, right? Like, hellhound, like it was yeah. hellhound attacking. Well, somebody, somebody that, that grew up in that, in Detroit and they sent me a story and they, they sent it to me because of that, that show that we did about the, the, the creatures in Detroit and this one was crazy. Uh, this, this guy said that he was walking through, and he, he he gave me a description of the area where he was at. I don't know much about Detroit, and it was on my email, and I don't even have the email now, but I remember reading the story, and I've had this one for a while, and I wrote down the notes. And he said that he was walking walking through Detroit. It was off of the 8 mile, according to what he told me. I don't know a lot about Detroit or the, the you know whatever I've been through there, but... He said that uh, as he was walking, he turned the corner and he heard, first he heard somebody yell, like there was a struggle. And when he turned the corner, like a couple seconds later, he sees somebody leaned over, over another person or what he thought. And the person that was on the bottom, their legs were shaking. And the person that was on top was leaned down and they had their head uh, on top of this other person's face. And he said that when when he turned the corner, this person that was like, on the other person, he could see blood and what he thought was blood. And so the person turned and looked what he thought was a person turned and looked up at him and the eyes were red. They were glowing red. Uh, but he said that it looked like the, there was like this glow about them, but they were black, but there was like a red glowing off of them. Now he said that this person had blood all over their mouth and it was dripping down onto their shirt. He said this happened to him when he was 17 years old. And he saw this person literally what he thought was chewing on this other person's face. The person that was he was on top of, it looked like they had eaten part of the body. 
and uh, it looked like a homeless person that was being chewed on. The person that was on top of the, here's the most disturbing part about it was, the person that was on top of him was a male um, that appeared to be pale, pale skin, whatever, and he was nude. And he was straddled over this person. When the person stood up, he said that he saw, and he's still not 100% because he took off so fast to get away from it. He said that what he thought was where the feet were at the end of the feet, they kind of came down in like a triangle, like the, the like the balls of the feet were like triangular. And then it kind of came down to like these, what looked like three or four toes, not like a full set of toes on the foot. And that the hand looked like, like it had long claws and there was like this membranous wing looking thing. And then he saw it on the right side. Other than that, it looked like a person. And he said that it had like what he looked like small fangs within the mouth of this thing, whatever it was. And that it turned and it looked up at him and it kind of hissed. And he just turned and ran and he took off and uh, he was heading back to to his place from a friend of his. And the friend lived not too far from there in a dilapidated uh, house. And so he just said he kept running for like three blocks and he just kept going. And then he said that later on he was on the porch of his friend's uh, dilapidated abandoned house that they were staying. His friend was kind of like squatting, I guess. But <laughs> they were standing outside on the on the porch and he was telling him about it, him and two other guys, and they heard this something fly overhead and screech. And they just, they did, they didn't, they looked up, they didn't see it. They didn't see what flew overhead, but they said it screeched and, and it made like a, a, like at first they thought it was like an owl, like, like just a screeching owl or something. That's what it kind of sounded like. But then it sounded like a human scream and that echoed like, like really bad in between the, the abandoned houses that they were around. And uh, he was convinced that that was the creature. And he said that he thinks, and, and for, for whatever reason, that he got the uh, the image in his mind of this creature being angry that it was seen, but that the way that this thing moved, like like he kind of like like he felt like he locked onto it, like kind of like connected with it, you know, and that it was something that would like fly from like uh, like tree to tree, like like a, a, like a flying squirrel. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's my words, not his. But like like I thought, I asked him. I said like a flying squirrel, and he goes maybe. But like very a lot more demonic and and evil. so it wasn't like meant for flying, more like gliding. More like gliding, it yeah. can like jump, you know, and it would like not take flight like a bird would, but it could like glide. And I thought that was just like the, the weird. It almost sounded kind of like a rake type creature, but not exactly because he said that this thing he thought was have he thought that that sound, that screech, and then that scream had come from the creature that was eating the person in Detroit. I mean, in Detroit, in the uh, off of the eight mile, yeah, eight mile, and so uh, I mean, it, it to me, it sounded like almost like some sort of like weird, like uh, like the Eastern Europeans just strogoi, you know, like the weird vampire type creatures. Um, I, I don't know, man. I was given a description of what these things supposedly look like: this Eastern European vampire, which is more of like a ethereal entity, but that it can appear as flesh. And it was given a description was given to me. Um, from someone that was Eastern European that told me that this is what they think it was. And uh, it's it's very weird. I mean, I don't know what that is. Um, not the first or last, uh, I'm sure, that we've ever heard of these things, you know, um, these weird pale-looking creatures that, that run around in the night. Yeah. You know, well, I don't want to but that run around at night attacking people. I mean, you know. And he said that it would be a prime hunting ground for something like that because it was a bunch of abandoned houses and there was nothing there, you know, in that little spot where he was at, it was like an abandoned neighborhood. Um, and it wasn't too far from where he was, um, living at the time. And he said that he didn't like to, he didn't, he quit walking around at night for one thing, but that this thing, um, yeah, it, 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 uh, was chewing on somebody. And he said when he lifted up his face, he could see the throat and the and the face of the person was chewed on, like like you know was gone, like fangs, like multiple fangs, or was it like a biting? Uh he didn't say. He just said small fangs in its mouth. I mean, it definitely didn't seem like a vampire or anything. If it was actually like chewing and eating a person like that, do uh, vampires even drink? Blood? I have no idea what vampires do mm. and don't do. I don't know what werewolves do and don't do. All we have are stories and speculation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and who's to say that that's even what that was? I mean, what if that's a, a city-dwelling Wendigo like, for all like we know? Like, what if, like, that, I was going to say, like, oh, it can't be a vampire because it wasn't drinking blood. But I'm well, like, 
Do we even know that? Like a Wendigo would eat a Wendigo would eat it. Yeah. What was with the wings then? The gliding wings. You got me. I mean, I just it's just a another one of those weird, uh, mysterious creatures that we hear about. You know, it could have been a Wendigo, could have been a Skinwalker, could have been a vampire, could have been. (laughs) You know, Uh, I can't really say it was a flying humanoid because him and his friends didn't actually see it fly. He just assumed that it first. First, he was saying, "Yeah, it it had to be the same creature." But I was like, "Did you see it?" And he didn't really see it fly. So you can't really say that it's a flying humanoid, can you? It's just it just he assuming that that's what it was. It flew over the 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 building that he was at. I mean, there's no way to know. Also, I mean, like when you say just a quick question, when you say it, it was like this thin membrane, was it connecting the bottom side of the hand to like the arm? He didn't area? get such a good look at it. I mean, uh-huh. it was real quick. He said that it looked like a membrane, a membranous like uh, almost like thin layer of skin that went from the 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 bottom of the arm like you know to connect it kind of went in a triangle down now i gave you a story and then i compared that last story to something i'll do the same thing with this one i was working with a security guard uh years ago his name is sean he was a friend of mine um don't know whatever happened to him i've lost uh, touch with him it was him and a guy named zach that i used to work with and we worked in a building that I will talk about one day. I will I will do a show about it eventually. It's it's gonna probably take up the whole show. And it was it was haunted. A lot of weird, crazy stuff went on in that building. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it was a it was a terrifying place. Th- this is a story that the guy Sean told me. He worked security with me. I was a very young guy. I think I was probably all of eighteen. First uh, security job I ever got. And I was I was making maybe Six bucks, five bucks an hour <laughs> in the early 90s or something. I don't remember exactly what year, but uh, I worked with these guys. And uh, one of them had had some pretty creepy experiences in that building. And the other guy, he said, ah, I've had a couple. you know. And that was after I had talked to them when I started having some weird stuff happen to me. And, and I was going to save this one for uh, a time whenever I did the show about that building. But I'll just tell you this one right now. There was an area of this building it used to be First State Bank on 15th and Guadalupe. Now it's something else. But uh, there was a there was a, a, a spot that I used to like to go sleep, and it was in this uh, dentist's office, of all things. And uh, <laughs> that was a spot where they had a really comfortable couch, and you could sleep in there. And uh, so we had to be up in the tower, as they called it, for two and a half hours. So so I, I would always go up there and sleep in the dentist's office, and I was told that, about that by the other three guards that worked in that building, and and one of them was this guy, Sean, and he told me that he goes, yeah, one night he was up there ha- asleep in the dentist's office, and he we, we, we couldn't sleep for very long. We had we had to finish our, our rounds, but because if you were on one floor for too long, it would, it would record it, and it would show on the computer to show that you did your little detects, you'd stick a little key in the wall and turn it, you know, and then they would, they would go to a computer readout. It would tell it, it, it would know that you were on that floor. You know what I mean? And even back in the nineties, the technology was there to, to know where you were at, you know, it didn't have a GPS, but it, when you turned that little deal, it would, it would, it would show up that you were on that floor at that time. So if you stayed more than 30 minutes on the floor, you better have a good reason. So I'd set my little, uh, uh, wristwatch, you know, and they would go beep, 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 and I would get up and go do my rounds. I know I'm telling you guys this, and y'all work for me and doing security, and I hope y'all don't get any ideas. But One anyway, second, let me write this down. Yeah, <laughs> well, you already know how to – I'm sure you're already doing whatever. But yeah. anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, this this uh, this this guard uh, that I worked with, he was up there, and he did the same thing. He had a little, little alarm clock, whatever, and he set it. And he said, so about 15 minutes into his little nap, he hears boom, boom. And he wakes right up and he just bolts right up and he, something hit the window. Now this was on the uh, 11th floor, I believe it was the, no, I'm sorry, folks. It was the 12th floor. The 11th floor was really creepy. The 12th floor. And so it was a really tall building. I think it was 17 stories or 18 stories and a penthouse at the top. And so he, he hit, uh, something hit the glass. And when he sat upright, he said he couldn't believe what he was looking at. He saw this, like, pale, translucent-looking creature stuck to the glass. But it didn't have uh, a, a head at first. He, well, it had a head, but he didn't have a face. And he said where the face should have been, it was just a, a plain, 
like just just white. It was just a white plain, like like just blank. It was nothing there. And he said that he stood there looking at it for a minute and wondering what it was. And now he was in what would have been the waiting room. And then with the door open, he could look through uh, into the the dentist into the little hallway, and then down into the the back room. The door was open. And there was another room back there. There was like two or three little off little uh, offices or whatever you call them with chairs, where people would sit and 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 get treated or whatever. And I think there were a couple dentists that actually worked out of that office. So, um, he you could look down the hallway straight past that uh, where, where that little couch was. Now I had a weird experience sitting on that couch, or laying on that couch too one night. I'll get into that one day when I tell the story <clears throat> of that place. And he saw this. Weird looking, like white, translucent looking creature stuck to the glass. He said it wasn't real big, you know, about four feet, you know. It didn't have legs or arms that he could tell, but it was just like stuck to it. So he started walking toward the glass to, to make sure that he was, could, you know, that he could get a good look at what he was looking at. And he flicked the light switch on to go into into the hallway and that's when it turned and it and then it 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 what was what he thought was its where its face should have been was the back of its head this thing turned its head all the way back around and it could swivel its head like an owl and it turned and it looked right at him and he said that it had red eyes and this face like the the head was like a like a mouth was like the mouth of a leech like a sucker with a bunch of like almost like round you know mm-hmm. well he described this kind of oval sideways and like the, there were like teeth in it, you know, little, little, small, jaggedy teeth. And he said that this thing, like these two twig looking things popped out the bottom of it with like legs and that it just sat there looking at him and it had red eyes. And he said that it, that it, it made a connection with him too. Like it made him think, you know, that it was like, he felt like it was showing him itself. Like, like, oh, I can, I could get you if I wanted to. Like it was telling him that and you better watch it, you know, like, like it was warning him, you know, cause he's seen it and he thought instantly that this thing ate human flesh and he and never knew why that made him feel that way. Now for years and years and years, I had that story and I never knew what to make of it because there was so much, um, spiritual, weird, spiritual energy there and weird activity that went on. I just assumed that it was another one of these uh, ghost type entities. It just was, you know, doing whatever it does. But he, he was adamant that this thing was, was, was completely physical. Like it was a physical creature. And so when he, when he shined his flashlight on it, it, it it like flew off the wall and just kind of went like it it began to drop, like almost like a stone coming off of the wall. So he walked over to the window and he looked down and he saw it. And then it just kind of opened up kind of like it, like it had like wings but not like a bird or even a bat. He said that it was kind of like a glider, you know, and then it kind of glided and it landed on the other building across the street. Like a flushed glider? That's like correct. a flesh, fleshy, pale glider. And I had always wondered about that, you know, and then I got this story from Detroit. And now I had another one that was similar to that too that was, I don't know what this was, but it was it was something that was very similar to that, but it was in the woods. And I'll save that one for another for another time. But uh, I'm gonna I'm jumping around here because this is a potluck. So I'm gonna tell you another story. Now this one is a prob more than likely a Bigfoot story. Uh, there was a guy who was hunting, and uh, he was up in Wyoming, and he had gone off with his little brother and and taken him hunting. He was only like I think 19 or 20, and his, he had a little brother that was like 13 or 14. If I remember correctly, I think he said he was. It was going to be his 14th birthday or whatever. So he took him hunting up in Wyoming and they were stalking uh, a deer. They were coming, they were, they were bow hunting is what I believe he told me. And that they, they had caught, like they had, they had caught a couple deer moving in and out of the area where they were at. And there was one that was just around the side of a tree. So they were moving in the direction to go and kill it. And so they had to go around the other side of a tree that they were that they were by, and they were being very quiet and stealthy and whatever. And out of nowhere, this giant, like I mean, this, he said it was like had to have been eight feet tall, uh, brown fur. Uh, he said it was just like a, a brown fur, but in, in patches it was like rusty color. And it came out of nowhere, just came out of the brush, 
like out of a like like literally behind some some brush that was like like looked like fallen tree logs or whatever, and it came right out as as soon as they were about to shoot it, and, and it literally grabbed the deer by the back of the leg so fast that all it looked like was a blur, and it picked it up and slammed it into a tree, and literally blood shot out of this deer's mouth, and it was just instantly dead. And he said that it, this was a buck, no small deer, and he said that this thing that grabbed it. Was probably eight foot tall and probably weighed six hundred pounds, and just smashed it against the tree, and then looked right at him. And when it saw them, and it just stood there holding the deer by the back of the legs, and was just staring at them. And they both had their bows like you know leveled, and it just began to slowly back away, going into the into the brush. And then they heard like a twig snap to the right, and they look, and there was another one, but it wasn't quite as big as the first one. And they said that this thing opened its mouth and it like let out a howl, like a howling like scream. And it like went through their bodies. They could feel like what he said, I could feel my organs jiggle. That it was like, and it, and it looked like a Sasquatch, like you would hear about a Sasquatch. He said it looked like a cross between an ape and a prehistoric man. And he said that this thing was just standing there and just screamed at him. Like, you know, and he said that that was their cue to leave. And so he grabbed his little brother who was at that point crying and was freaking out and was shaking and literally, you know, like let go of, of the of the uh, arrow and it like flew into the ground. And he was like, let's go, let's go. And so they just started slowly backing away, getting out of the area. And he said they walked backwards, they walked backwards, they walked backwards. And then they heard something like a movement, you know, is in the direction that they were walking backwards. And they turn around and right there about two feet away from them. And they said the smell was terrible. Like there was this an awful stench of like rotting flesh and death, you know, and, and just like uh, sulfur. And he turned around, there was one that was standing right in front of him that was bigger than both the others and that it was black and that, that you could see more of the face of this this one because they were up close. And they said that the brow ridge was huge and pronounced and the eyes were kind of sunken in and that it had a, that like on one side of its face was like a droopy, like the lips were drooping, like it was like something was wrong with it. And he said that it looked right at him and it just made this growling noise and then it hit its chest like a gorilla would. And he said, you could feel it go through your face. And he said that all they could do is just sit there and cower in fear. And eventually they all just moved back into the woods and just left them sitting there. And he said, I felt like, you know, my legs were jello and I was like a puddle of goo. He's like, I couldn't move and I just sat there and he goes, I put my, my bow and arrow down. And then, you know, once he did that, they backed off. And he said that it was the most terrifying thing that ever happened to him in his life. Uh, I asked him, too, if anything anything ever come close to that. Now, he said that one time uh, when he was a kid, they went to a, a resort or whatever, and they were messing with lions. Not They were feeding the lions, whatever. And one of the lions was close to the, to the fence. It was like lions and tigers, whatever. And it, it, one of them let out a roar, and he said he felt it. And it was like, but it wasn't nowhere near what this thing was. And he remembers like being up close to like some buffalo in that same park or whatever, and that 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 it was it, it reminded him of that. Like if you took the roar and the terror from that tiger and put it into a buffalo, that's what this thing was like. I just you know horrifying experience, you know, to be nineteen and your little brother with you, and of course his little brother never wanted to go hunting again. Can you imagine if they just kept walking a couple more feet and bumped into that? Thing? Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? I couldn't even imagine that, dude. I mean, it's like a horror movie thing. Where like, oh, I mean, it's horrible. I mean, it's horrifying. I can't even think of it. Well, you know, and whenever I ask uh, uh, people, you know, about if, if they ever that they feel threatened, did it feel like it, it, you know, something talked to you in any shape or form? I'll ask a lot of weird questions like that that seem weird, but I mean, it is pertinent to what I'm saying. I'll get responses that run the gamut from no and to. Yeah, it was telling me all kinds of stuff, you know, and like you you never know what you're going to get. And so those go along with the threads because you get like people who say that they see these certain types of creatures and they and other people who say that they do and they don't. It doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't feel like anything at all. It's just like it's just there. So, I mean, like you don't know what you're going to get. But when you have two stories that are very similar in nature to this guy who who did not see it fly, but was pretty sure it had some sort of you know, flying mechanism. And then you had, and it was being threatening like telepathically or, or sort of like, I guess, tele, I guess you call it telepathically. Um, and then the other one was like, it, it, he saw this creature and it was just, you know, 
What was creepy about this that, that one on, on the bank building was that, that it was like on the on the window, and that it popped out these little leg type you know appendages. Oh, that, what's creepy was the whole damn thing. The fact that it's a uh, basically just a giant slug leech. You know, I mean, can you imagine? A leech, you know, leeches creep me out anyway. The slimy and they, they suck blood and they just stick to you. But imagine something human sized with eyes and it can just. They didn't say it was human sized. Well, how big was it? I think he said it was like four foot. Oh, okay. Well, but I mean, that was without the legs size. and the arms. Yeah. I mean, with the legs and the arms, it might be bigger, you know. Yeah. But still, it's, it's abnormally huge and that would, something like that attacking you would be devastating. Oh my God, it's scary to think about. And the other thing. Still a bit fearful, but at least it looks humanoid, you know. Some, some like the this, the the weirdness of the leech thing just creeps me out so much because it's like, where can you find that really anywhere else? Like you, your brain won't be able to comprehend it correctly because you're not going to see anything else like that. And even you know some of the other things like some like a part of me can be um like oh I can understand how like oh like you know if you see uh. You know the, the the thing that the guy saw in Detroit. You'd be like, "Oh, that looks like another guy. That looks like a person, just a naked male." Until it turns around and does whatever it does, then you really get freaked out. But when you just see like this weird fleshy blob on your window, you're walking around in this creepy building as it is. You see a weird fleshy blob, and you're like, "Oh, what the heck is that? Like, what kind of flies just swatted onto the window?" That's always been a fear of mine is like to see something weird while I'm at work or yeah. to see something scary. Cause yeah. Scary. Well, I work posts where that's happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully it's, well, I mean, it's a couple of things, but nothing like jarring like that to where someone's like, Oh, that's, that's very bizarre. And that's something that will, you know. Well, I'll, that particular guard didn't really have a lot of ghost stories like the other guards did. They had a lot of weird, like spiritual type stuff that you could say happened to them. He had that, and then he had one kind of ghost story, and that was it. But that was that was like a physical thing. It was just weird. I, I don't know what that was. It sounds like, demonic, to be honest. I demonic, mean, yeah. I mean, it was flying. Well, well blood when we leeches. get into that building and and we talk about that building one day, um, you'll see what the, all the weird stuff that I remember going on there. Yeah, I remember you telling me those stories, so I'm excited about that to get to digest it all. And yeah, you've heard a bunch of them already, um, and I've talked to you know Chad about it, you know, and so. We, we, we've gone over a lot of that stuff that happened to me when I was young and then living in that house, you know, I did for a long time. It was, yeah. And eventually we're going to talk about the church, uh, the church building and, and, you know, what happened to me and Scorpion in that church. But folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. And I hope you enjoyed our offering of paranormal Roundtable tonight. So thank you for joining us. Once again, please like, and subscribe. Even if you listen to us on a different platform, the YouTube it helps us out if you if you subscribe and you like, and uh, and remember to go to our our website and check out our merchandise and everything else and whatever. Um, so, for whatever uh, spaceship you've been abducted by and whatever Bigfoot's chasing you up a tree, whatever flying leech, whatever flying leeches la- latched onto your back, or your as building. you run in terror from it and it's still on your back and you don't realize it's on your back until your blood is all gone and then you lay there. Whatever. <laughs> Hawaiian guardian spirit. Uh, good night. <laughs>